Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, Hot Take Hot Box, Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We are here fresh off of a UFC 287. Israel, the last style better, Adesanya, pulls off the highlight reel knockout of his life by taking out his foe, Alex Pereira, with a nasty, nasty counter right hand to uh, flatline him and then a nice uh, Dan Henderson uh, H-bomb on the ground to, thanks, to Dan solidify Margliata. the night. Yeah, thanks, Dan Margliata. If you didn't realize after his head hit the canvas... That he was no longer here on Earth. Uh, yeah, Adesanya gets it done. We have a lot, a lot to talk about. We are going to get right into it. Uh, I'm here with Taika Pontai. How are you feeling? Did you enjoy the fights? Was it a nice card? Did you know what, what were your thoughts about everything? Uh, yeah, honestly, I did. <laughs> I missed the first two fights, but I came back, watched them, and they were, um, you know, lower level. Steve Garcia, Sam Hughes, both getting wins as dogs. Honestly, so. If you had them, if you're a big prelim underdog better, which I think is probably a smart play uh, when you're watching the UFC, I think uh, you had a pretty good night. <clears throat> but all, all in all, I mean, you know, B. Joe Pfeiffer, uh, shout out to Philly. Yeah. Uh, we had a couple decisions that were still good fights, um, but a decent amount of upsets. Uh, all in all, a good car. I mean, the main event, yeah, obviously, you know, what can you say about that? Donald Definitely Trump losing up. money. Yeah, Donald Trump and I both had money on Alex Pereira, so going I forward, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look at uh, Donnie and Kid Rock's bet slips for uh, going forward. Also, it's Taylor Swift concert week. Yes, it is Taylor Swift concert week here in Tampa, Florida. I know you're hype. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you know everyone down in Pete's has uh, bought thousand dollar tickets to go sit up in the rafters and hear blank space. Uh, I'm sure. I know plenty of people out there, big time T Swifters, Swifties as they like to call themselves. So those Taylor Swift fans, let me just go out and say, (laughs) a lot of them are are legitimate psychopaths. All right, let me just uh, the 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 shit I see online is absolutely insane. You ever see that video of Trump driving around just listening to Trump or listening to Swift? Like he's driving and and Baron sitting in the front seat. It's the most ridiculous video. I forget what it popped up on my timeline the other day. I'm like, what is going on? Like, I don't even remember what uh, Swift songs playing in the background. They're just driving around, just in dead silence, just listening to T Swift, enjoying their night. So uh, everyone out there, there. enjoy. Maybe he will. I mean, he's down. He's down in Florida. He's down in in his location. So uh, Lago's down here. We've been distracted long enough. Let's get right into it. Israel Adesanya. Takes out Alex Pereira in a, uh, you know, I, I don't even know, like highlight reel sort of dramatic fashion. Uh, gets pinned up against the fence. Uh, Pereira starts to land some stuff. Uh, Pereira did some good work, I'd say, in this. Uh, as long as this fight lasted 9 minutes and 21 seconds. Uh, but, you know, again, that kind of right hand to the side of his head. Just uh, the same one that hurt him. In the first fight, but he was able. To, he had time to recover afterwards, and that counter, the counter. Or I'm sorry, the uh, second shot that uh, Adesanya threw in that one didn't land, and this time it did, and it shut him off immediately. Uh, you know, I, I see a lot of people saying Pereira's, you know, the weight cut and that, that all that has a you know a lot to do with it. I, I, I don't really. No, I think Adesanya just hits really hard because he's a kickboxer, and I think 
you know, if you land, if you if you land on these guys clean, they get hurt. Uh, I I really I don't I don't know I I found I, I find a lot of the commentary after this fight to be fucking annoying. To be honest, I, I just I'm sorry to go like in on a diatribe here, but I mean. I guess I'll just kick it to you before I start going in on all this different stuff. What did you make? I mean, it was a, the thing is, it was a great performance. He he looked great in this fight. He, instead of backing up the whole time, sort uh, sort of stood his ground and didn't let Pereira ball, like bully him around the octagon. He had no intention on wrestling. It seemed like he was ready for a kickboxing, a a stand up striking battle, and he 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 comported himself well. I I think uh, you know, and he and he caught him. He 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 kind of baited him in all, up against the cage, and he just caught him with a clean clean right hand, and got him out of there. Crazy, and it's like you said, man. Right before that, Alex was doing so well. I mean, Izzy's front leg, his left leg, his lead leg was fucking cooked. I mean, after the after the fight, after the celebration, you saw him like right after him and um him and Alex embrace and talk about respecting each other and whatnot. He was walking away and he was limping, limping hard too on that on that front leg. I think it was the the beginning ish of the second round. He switched permanently to southpaw. Yeah, and he was man. Alex, honestly, oh, there goes one of my AirPods. Alex had a had a good game plan, and I think he just the the only thing about Alex is his striking defense is not good. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't I want to say his chin's not good, but he just eats shots and the way he eats them and the way he. Um, rebounds after taking one punch to the second one he you know there's always a, a follow-up remember at the end of the first round in the first mma fight right at the bell right a little slightly yeah. after he took that left hook and I, the way he took it his hands weren't even close to defending him i know he was wobbled from the from the straight right but it was just like that one in this yeah. fight <clears throat> the big right hand behind the ear ish that's how he takes shots because he kind of like you know he, he kind of wants to like i don't know how to how to really explain it, but he kind of turns his, the way he turns his head, seems like he eats shots behind the ear a lot. And this time there was no, you know, the round wasn't ending. Uh, there was nothing. He just had another right hand behind it. And uh, the second one put him out. <clears throat> I don't know if he took a left hand on the way down, but he definitely took a, a hammer fist that Dan Mergliata just, you know. Allowed. I guess doesn't like Brazilian people, but um, man, he was doing good though. The, the kicks, I mean, the first round he didn't do much to the head. I think he only had one one head strike, and <clears throat> Izzy definitely won that first round, but it was pretty close. Nothing really happened, a little boring. Uh, and the second round opened up, and Alex looked better, looked just more active, and was honestly just going forward. That's that's how you beat Izzy. Izzy going backwards is not that good. I mean, no. he, you know, he still has power. He still has speed. He still has his, his tools, but they all get diminished <clears throat> slightly. I don't know what's wrong with my throat today. <clears throat> but <clears throat> and then he threw that knee. Uh, Alex didn't, I, I don't know if it landed flush, but it landed pretty well. And he had him against the cage. He had him in retreat mode. He had him on one leg and then he just stood there and stayed there. And that's, that's, that's where he fucked up. You know, you got to get in and get, you got to move against this. I know Alex isn't, isn't the athlete. He isn't as fast. He isn't as quick. Um, and he, you know, he really just fucked himself over, but also I don't want to say anything about the weight cut diminishing him, but it's definitely a factor. I mean, look, he's probably never fighting a 185 again, uh, as he honestly shouldn't. Um, which sucks because obviously a lot of people want to see him fight a third time in MMA because they're they're one and one. But um, I, I didn't like how he... everyone shut it down immediately afterwards. <clears throat> yeah, but I think that's fair. I mean, uh, the weight. I, I, we always see how how uh, Alex deals with the weight cut, and this time it looked it looked bad. I mean, he's on the ground and they're like putting shit on top. It's like he's a dead body and they're putting a a blanket over his corpse, yeah. like. 
they were putting this, I don't know what it was. Um, I don't even know what the tinfoil or some shit. Yeah. They just putting a bunch of shit over him and on him. So he, I guess, you know, he could sweat it all out, but it looked brutal. It looked so brutal. And I mean, he's such a big dude. He's at what? 35 now, 35 years old. I yeah. don't think, I don't think cutting weight like that is even, I, I mean, he probably is going to struggle to make two Oh five, you know? Like, yeah. So I hear you honestly. And you know, obviously it'd be nice to see him fight a third time to really just kind of settle the score. Cause obviously kickboxing was so long ago, different sport, but I think Izzy fucking kills him again. Honestly, it would be even worse the second time, you know, or the third time if they, uh, if you had to get Alex out there at 185. I just can't, I, you know, I can't even believe he made weight. I think he had like a little bit of, he used pretty much all of the time he could. Uh, I think he did that the first time too. Uh, the weight limit, time limit, whatever. But um, either way, great win. Probably, do we think it's the best win of Alex's or Izzy's career or the biggest win or For the sure. most emphatic? For sure. Yeah. The celebration after was was awesome. Uh, the trolling of his son, I love it personally. Uh, I, I, I mean, else. listen, I, listen. I don't. I, it's not surprising coming from him, but like, let's not act like it's insane. It's not insane that he's talking shit to like a thirteen-year-old after <laughs> his father got knocked. I mean, that's that was my only thing where people were like, "Yeah, like he deserves it." I'm like, listen, let's just not. Let's just remember <laughs> that that kid is a child, okay? And he's what he doesn't know what's going he on. He has no idea. They're like respect. Like people are like, oh, "Yeah, like he deserves it." And like Adesanya's still talking shit to him on Twitter, which is literally insane to me. Yeah, but, that's. But I mean, Adesanya's a man child. Yeah, like, like absolutely. I, that, that, that's where I'm like not surprised by it. That's the thing. I, I don't, of course, uh, you know. And then he's like, and wants to give a Gary V speech after. Let, let me just go out and say, I don't like Adesanya. I never have, and I never will. Yeah. To be honest, I just there's, I don't like guys, grown men who watch anime. So let, let me let me turn that community yep. off. That if they listen to the there podcast, I, I don't. <laughs> I think you guys are fucking weird. And, uh, you know, I mean, you can think I'm weird. I watch WWE some, from time to time. You can think I'm weird. I watch Game of Thrones. Exactly. And, you know, all you know we all shit. have our things that we don't like and we shit on. I shit on people who watch anime. The man came to the <laughs> octagon with a dog collar on. All right? So Brutal. It, it, he's a little weird. He's not my, he's not my type, okay? So, the whole thing with the dog, his dog, that incident. Yeah. That was, uh, Everything shit. is just weird with him. And, I mean, it's, let's not act like Adesanya also is in his 20s. He's like a, in his mid-30s as 33, well. He's a, he's a yeah. grown man, and he's talking shit to a child, which is fine, okay? Because the child kind of d- did you know, deserve it a little bit. But also, like, it's a little insane that that was the first thing he did after he knocked him out. He did the arrow thing, which was sick. But then he gets over and runs over to his side of the cage while the kid's crying after he watches his father get knocked out. And he's fucking acts like he's dead. Like that, I mean, that's nuts to me. That's absolutely insane. But I yeah, guess that's. I do love that he did the same celebration that the kid did many years ago. But again, again, I think he was like five at the time. Now, like you said, he's probably like 12, 12 or 13. And he's crying in his mom's arms. <laughs> it's just insane. Yeah. And I it, thought it was, I, again, I thought it was a little funny. But, you know, seeing, like you said, seeing people say, you know, that kid needs to learn some respect. Like, yeah, well, he's not. <laughs> that, what's, how, he's 13. That's what I was like, dude, have any of you ever been 13? Like, we obviously, <laughs> and especially since that was like seven years ago, he was even younger then. Like, yeah. come on. I, oh, man, people don't understand. But, again, how? this is the same guy who was, what, pissing on Costa after he knocked him out and stuff like that. Like, that, this is the kind of Pumping stuff him. he did. He couldn't wait for no. the frozen, like, Elsa line to use. I mean, listen, uh, so let's, just get, let's just get in that, Asanya, okay? We're talking about a guy who has had – he needed this. He needed this more than anything, anything else. Because his last four fights, you know, what? Yeah, outside of the Costa fight, have been fucking snooze fests. They really have. Yeah. 
Whether he lost or won, they were snooze fest. Vittori, Whitaker, Cannoneer, Blahovich, snooze fest. He hasn't had an, yeah. an interesting fight since that Costa one. So he definitely needed that. And, I mean, he, Alex Pereira pulled the best out of him. I would love, like you said, I understand why people are shutting down the 85 again and why the, the trilogy shouldn't happen. I think it's nuts for Adesanya to say that the chapter is closed. That is the most cowardly yeah. shit I've ever heard in my life. For you to get That's... finally get one out of the four fights that you've had, and you're going to say, no, no, he doesn't deserve it. He needs to do the hard yards. like that. That's the shit like Leon Edwards was saying, but at least Adesanya's been the champion for a little bit, so I respect it a little bit more. Uh I just uh, I don't know. I think he I think that a trilogy is the only is the only true thing that I'd like to see at that. I think it's more of that than anything else. Because if he's not gonna fight uh, Pereira a third time, is he gonna fight Whitaker a third time? Nobody needs to see that. That's what I'm saying. Like my big thing I, is what if not him? Then what else? Yeah, there's nothing really big to do. I think the only thing that there is to do. There's a couple things you could do, and I, I, it seems like nobody likes any of it. Everybody wants Alex. If, for a third time or Whitaker for a third time. There's no reason to do any of that. So <clears throat> now Alex is uh, out. Izzy's the champ. So who's going to be one? Probably Whitaker. I guess t- technically Alex Pereira will be the number one contender, but we know that's not going to, that's just not going to happen. It's all hogwash. He's, it's he's all moving just, up. Yeah. yeah. It's just a, a quote unquote ranking. Um, so it's going to be probably Whitaker one, Vittori two, Cannoneer three, Paulo four, and Drickus Duplessis five. Interesting. To note Drickus Duplessis because Izzy called him out, not by name, um, unless he was talking about Cameron Simon, the only other South African fighter on the roster. Not sure about that. Uh, you better watch. Cameron Simon would give Izzy a tour of the octagon, in my opinion. But <laughs> he's talking about South Africa. And then you have <laughs> – so he says that, and I'm like, all right, you know, Drickus is actually from South Africa. He has a lot of support. I think you're behind the eight ball on this one. And then Drickus Duplessis comes out and talks about how he runs Africa in general. And I'm like – all right. Well, Izzy is actually African. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, as his I guess big Joel, claim is he dipped out of Africa and stayed in New Zealand. That was the big thing. Yeah. He said, well, "Enjoy listen, taking your title I, you back know. home to New Zealand." That, that's a little bit of a that. I, this is the kind of that's the kind of rivalry I like. That though. I like the real intense, like the bloodline, bloodline the, personal <laughs> rivalries. Those are the kind of it's shit a little that scary, I, yeah, but man. I, I do, like, I do, I do like it. The you know. The, the nations are behind them in this one. But, like, what is what has Drickus Duplessis done to get a title shot? Nothing. Nothing. I mean, dude, there's been multiple fights in a row where he has been, like, you know, there's moments in the fight where he looks like he's on the de- uh, de- um, doors. Yeah. Death's doorstep. Yeah, exactly. The devil's, do- the devil's doorstep. That might too. as well be. I mean, Darren Till in the second round absolutely, absolutely did what he wanted to. And, and you know, if Drickus is going to do his uh, – his two, his his one two step shuffle into a wild hook. Izzy is gonna absolutely send his fucking skull into orbit. You know, like no one wants would, to see that. that. He's not. That gonna wouldn't beat him. be a match. <laughs> He's not that gonna beat him. It's not even close. That would be close. So people are saying that, and obviously, if Izzy's gonna mention it, you know, people are, there's gonna be some traction behind it. I guess you know, if Drickus wins his next fight, I don't know if he has one lined up. Does he? Uh, I don't question. believe so. And listen, so, I, I think a lot of this comes from all these Israel Asanya fanboys. Yeah, the, that yeah, are just they trying see an to easy, feed. another easy layoff, yes. and they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, let's do this for our pound for pound goat." It's got a but good like, story. Honestly, all that. There's shit. nothing. There's nothing going on because then you got Sean Strickland, Derek Brunson, the leads. It. There's nobody even on the on the comp. No. Besides, maybe. Yep. Say it, Mister Kelvin Gastelum. Oh, he no, is no, back. no, that's not what I was going to say. Back. Jesus Christ. <laughs> No, there's there's one more that it's the only obvious choice. Well, actually, I guess there's two more. Kelvin Gaston looked great. 
but he also, you know, was taking some shots with Chris Curtis, and uh, we'll, we'll get to that fight. I, I think he looked awesome, Kelvin Gastelum. Um, the obvious choice, in my opinion, is Hamza Chamayev. I mean, yeah. who else is really – what else are you going to do? There's nothing you can do. There's only – he can't make 170. He can really only make 185. Honestly, I think it's a struggle for him to make 185. If 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 I've heard correctly, apparently he was walking around at like two. He walks around like 220 or 215, uh, kind of like Alex Pereira. He's just more slender, I guess is the way to put it. Even though he's he's a strong he's strong like bull, if you will. Um, but I saw Bilal Muhammad talking about moving up to 185 if nobody wants to give him the give him a fight at 170, or if he wants to chase Chamayev to 185, well, 185 or chase Izzy. 185. I don't think Bilal Muhammad factors in anywhere here at the top, at the very top. Anyway, I think uh, I think maybe he could beat Paulo Costa, maybe Marvin Vittori, Jared Cannonier, but I think Robert Whitaker gives him a dip, uh, a tough test. I think even Marvin Vittori with his power wrestling gives him a tough test. So uh, you know he's probably one of the more talented guys up there, but he's not beating Izzy. He's not beating Jemayev. You know he's no. not even beating Leon Edwards at 170. So no. uh, he talks a lot for some reason. He they were interviewing him in the post fight conference, post fight presser. I, you know, not sure what he did to be up there. It's not like he fought, but also, do you see the shirt he was wearing? Yeah. Uh, Oh, so corny. So corny. He's as corny as the rest of them. It's it's crazy because all he has to do is not be and everybody would love him because everybody else is corny. Exactly. Exactly. Be a little bit different from everyone else, man. (laughs) I think Gilbert Burns is like, I want to be released if I don't like. Oh, oh man, yeah. You I just beat was- Jorge Masvidal, man, and everyone's argument against Colby is the fact that he beat Jorge Masvidal, and that means nothing. You don't get a title shot off that, then, man. Yeah. Colby's more worthy of a title shot before you are, uh, unfortunately, and I know that may yeah. not make sense to people, but it kind of and it would and it will or would. He's happen, higher ranked, so man. Sorry, time to accept it. But uh, I think Chavez and Izzy is the. What else do you do? Seriously. No, you can't. I saw some people you, saying, "What are you saying, Dad?" No, you can't. No, you like the one eighty-five. You cannot do anything literally. other than that. Like you can't. D- DDP. I'm gonna call him DDP. I hope <laughs> he doesn't mind. I don't want to see him fight for a title unless he gets one more against any of those top five. Yes, and it can be against 100%. anyone, but it can't be against anyone lower than him. A win against Strickland, Brunson. Dolades, you know, all those guys do, does nothing for me, okay? Nothing at all. So you need to beat Pereira. If you know, it, it, and I'm just going to keep his name in, in the conversation just yeah. in case. Whitaker, Vittori, Cannoneer. Like, it has to be any one of them. Pereira, I don't really know what to do with him after that. I mean, like, the, the talk would be 205. But, yeah. and I mean, did you hear Blahovich? Blahovich wants to go to 85 and fight for the title? Do you do you take oh, any stock man. in that? Do you believe in that at all? Do you care he's to like, see him at all? No, no. He's I, al- he, he's he's almost done. He's like forty. He is cooked. Uh, yeah, he he's he's cooked. I mean, like you know, there's still a little bit of juice in that in that guy. But I mean, he's had a lot of fights. He's had some surgeries. He's again. I think people really need to look at the age of fighters and use that, um, like in a big way. I mean, look look at Pereira, thirty five, boom, slept. Does he come back the same? Probably not. Probably, I mean, no, dude, he, he got put to sleep. Yeah, that was bad. How do you come back from put? Let's look, look at guys in their mid thirties getting put to sleep and how they bounce back. Yeah. It doesn't go well. Look at Usman. Yeah. So, would you be interested in an Usman Izzy one eighty five matchup? That probably one doesn't happen because exactly. they're good friends and they're yes. you know what I mean. But in general, but in theoretically, I'd kind of be interested because of the style disparities. But um, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't one, think that's not gonna, they're not going to make it. Yeah. No, they're not going to make it, and, he, he, you know. That would be just so not, 
So yeah, boring. Because Adesanya would back up the whole time, fire leg kicks, and just yeah. keep him off of him. I, I, I couldn't imagine Usman even getting – I mean – I, I, I mean, I don't know. In theory, yes, but like, if Usman right. three years ago would probably, I, I would probably think he might beat him. You know, like it would be right. a closer fight. Now, I don't really think even it's one a close or two. Fight. But now it's a, yeah. not even like you said, not even close. So the only options I want to see are Shafkat or Hamzat move up to one eighty five to fight Izzy. Other than that, I have no interest in anything. You know, I guess DDP Whitaker would be a good number one contenders match. But again, do we? We don't even want to see either of those. Yeah, like, if, so, but no, I mean, if one of them, depending on how that fight goes, say, you know, Whitaker well, were to win and knock him out or something, then I'd be like, okay, like, uh, uh, Whitaker right. was very close in that second fight, much closer than he was in the first fight. So maybe, you know, the third one could be different. I don't want to see it, but uh, he would, he have earned. Also, like Whitaker you said, he earned is it. a good guy. Yeah, he's a good guy, and he's not a fucking, you know, making these de- in- insane demands. So like, I, I kind of respect guys that do that, that they're patient. You know, they know they lost once or twice, so they know that they shouldn't necessarily get another chance right away. And, you know, they don't talk shit, and he just does his thing. And honestly, if you're not Izzy Adesanya, he handles business. So, again, I don't know what to do up there. You know, I think I think Dana's going to have to use his brain here. And, and uh, does Chimaev get a fight at 185 before the belt? Maybe. Probably not. Probably should. If, if all right. things were fair, then yeah, he should not just jump right into a title shot. That I mean, he would kill DDP. <laughs> yeah, that would be bad. Him and Whitaker. I think that would be an awesome matchup because Whitaker has that explosiveness. Yeah. Whitaker has that all-around game. Whitaker has, uh, I don't know if he has one hitter quitter, but he has a lot of tools in his arsenal. He has a really good head kick. Um, he doesn't have one hitter quitter with his hands, but he does. He, you know, well, he put some combinations together. I mean, Shamayev would be going up in weight, too. So we don't right. know how, like, I mean, Mike Tyson, or Gilbert Burns isn't exactly Mike Tyson, and he had him on the brink yeah. of death. So yep. I, I'm not really, I don't really know what to think of Shamayev. That's why I would kind of like to see him fight another one. And, uh, I mean, and honestly, in, in a perfect world, I'd have Pereira and Adesanya run it back, and I'd have Shamayev fight Whitaker, and the winner of that fight fights, fights the, the next one. That, that would be my yep. decision. Uh, who did Cannoneer just fight? Recently, was is it, it Hermanson? Was it maybe not? Or he's gonna fight? Uh, I, I I wanted to see that just because. Um, I mean, he's an interesting name. He did have a fight pretty recently. I'm pretty sure he lost or he won. He won. He beat Strickland. Yeah, it was Strickland. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That that's, that's what I'm saying. That doesn't do much. It, it yeah, and like, what, what do you want to do with Strickland? You know, no, nothing. No, nothing. No, Strickland's just a guy. He's just a guy who talks shit on uh, Twitter. That's basically what he's turned into now. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really. I don't really. I really don't have much other than that. I just, you know, I don't. I don't like Adesanya. I'm not going to like Adesanya. Uh, it's not a good day for me when he becomes the champion. But yeah. I, I respect his skill. Make no mistake about that. I'm not. I'm not a moron. Uh, the, I like the. You know, it's funny. It's like one of those guys where you like the fighter, like his style, but you just hate the the guy. Where you're like, oh yeah. man, like the Pikachu and all the, you know, the frozen like Elsa and all the corniness I can't stand. But like when he gets in the octagon, he's like, if, if, if a guy pushes the pace on him and gives him the opportunity, he does, but he doesn't like, he doesn't impose his will on people for the most part. At least he hasn't recently. He imposed his will on Saturday no, night though. So you gotta not. give him credit. Uh, let's keep it moving. Gilbert Burns, man. Uh, I guess we're going to, we're going to do a little bit of time on this as well, because, uh, Jorge Masvidal has called it quits after a unanimous decision loss. One judge gave him the first round, I believe. Uh, which, I have no, I, I don't know how I was confused by that, but I mean, that's the only round I, I can think of yeah. would be the one that was kind of up in the air. Uh, I mean, he did that. That was the one that was 
took place on the feet for the most part. And he did look okay, but one grappling exchange, and it was it was done for Jorge. I, I really don't know what he did during the training camp. I don't know what's wrong with him. I don't know if he's just kind of given up on himself or what the issue is, but he is no longer that, that guy anymore. And he has, honestly, and this is, you know, kind of goes to your point before, he's not been the same since he got knocked out by Usman like that. And when you get knocked out like that in your late later, you know, later on in your career, it's you, it's really hard for you to bounce back and be the same. I mean, in general, it's hard for you to come back from getting flatlined like that. I I don't know how I would. I wouldn't. Know? I would. Yeah, like I, I like like remember Gregor Gillespie? We never heard about him again. Jesus. You know, like he got he got what, head kicked into oblivion by exactly, bro. Like that was another guy a guy I was thinking about when I was just like, dude, like guys just get knocked out and just are like done. Disappear. Yeah, just, just, yeah. And he, the he, gift. Yeah. He just, that's basically what, what, what happened to him. And, uh, Gilbert Burns looked good. He, uh, I mean, he should have really got him out of there. But uh, again, uh, this is why I had that Burns decision. I knew Jorge would do enough to stay in the fight. But, I mean, Jorge looked like he wasn't in shape. He looked like he had no answer for the wrestling. Gilbert Burns looked like, uh, you know, Hamza Chemaev or, uh, you know, Habib Nurmagomedov in there. He looked like an absolutely dominant wrestler, not only just a grappler, but a wrestler. And he was just picking him up and slamming him. And uh, honestly, I think I texted this to you. Like, like, I'm glad we don't have to watch Jorge fight again or even fake that that matters. I went to uh, Buffalo Wild Wings on Saturday night because I, uh, you know, Hell yeah. had a long day at the Phillies game and I wanted to get some food and watch the fights. And, uh, you know, uh, I didn't realize how many people he, he is like a, a casual fans, like favorite, like, cause there's a uh, whole group of people so who, gross. who left as soon as that fight was over. And I'm like, dude, there's a, <laughs> the, the fight we all came here to see is next. And yeah. they're like, nah, like, they came, yeah, I'm like, you guys are idiots. I could have told you how this one was going to go. Like that was the most predictable outcome of all time. And, Absolutely. And he retires after saying he's going to get uh, Colby before his career's over and yeah. talking all a bunch of nonsense. But, uh, you know, uh, Gilbert Burns it. wants a title shot. He's not going to get one. He doesn't deserve yeah. one. You know? And so that that's that. And, uh, yeah, I, I guess, you know, I guess I'll kick it to you. I don't. I, I really kind of just talked uh, during that whole thing. But, I mean, it's really th- – this was just – ugh. Yeah, he looked terrible, man. He looked Awful. so – so bad in the third round, you know, sometimes in his career before when he's gotten punched and hit and he, you know, likes it or he's, he, he welcomes a, an exchange or a war. Uh, and he, he, he did the same thing. He's smiling and he's waving him on. He's like, yeah, bring it, bring it. Except he wasn't doing anything back. And he like his legs, it seemed like he thought he was okay, but his legs, his body was like, no, 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 yeah, we can't, we can't do this anymore. And, you know, obviously the, the, uh, the person, um, didn't know. He wasn't aware that uh, his punch resistance is pretty much gone. His mind uh, his was car- telling him yes, but his body was telling him no, man. So Fuck no is what they were saying. They're like, hey, <laughs> we got to get out of here. Uh, you know, his defense on the ground from subs and, and uh, you know, getting past was good. So uh, I think there's that. Um, you know, I did have Burns sub, small play on that. Probably shouldn't have done that. Burns' decision was easy, yeah. like you said. Easy. Locked in the night. 60. I think lock of the night was uh, loopy by decision, but there was a couple locks of the night. I wish I, I wish I would have done a nice little prop parlay, but those never hit anyway. So, yeah, looked terrible, and he retired like we thought he would. Um, pretty much nothing really else to say. I mean, he, listen, 
he was doing a lot in his post post fight uh, interview. He was doing good, and then he shouted out Trump. So and DeSantis shout out Trump and then DeSantis. I wonder how Trump felt about that. Who? Yeah, I mean, I, it's crazy that he was just sitting at cage side right there, just right next <laughs> to Dana. That was that looked insane. I thought he was in jail, and then they're like, "Oh, there he is." I'm like, oh, "Okay." Yeah, forty five in the building. Um, well, but people at Buffalo Wild Wings loved him. They were losing their shit. I bet. Uh, it's just a little wild to me. I could care. I, I, I'm strictly business when the fights are on. I, I could care less what's uh, what, what's yeah, going on. Yeah, you can show Stacy Keebler in the yeah. crowd. It Bobby, doesn't matter. Hey, Stacy. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, show some puppies. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, listen. This fight, it really exact went exactly how we thought. Did did nothing for me. Gilbert has to fight. I, it's such a clusterfuck up at, at the top of seventy, but. Whoever they decide to do Leon versus next, which I don't know who they're going to do next. If Leon says no to, uh, let's say no to Covington, then I don't know who he says yes to. Is it going to be Bilal? Uh, will he, would he give it to Gilbert Burns? Like, I don't, I, you know, like, I don't get what the reasoning for not saying, saying yes to Covington. I mean, if you're really going off merit or whatever and who deserves it next, I guess Bilal Muhammad, in, in his idea, would be the next worthy uh, person. But, I don't know. I don't really think what what is Bilal coming off of a win against Sean Brady? Yeah. I mean, and I love Sean Brady, but he, he, that's not exactly a guy who's proven himself at the upper echelon of the uh, weight class. I mean, he's ranked number nine right now, and he's looking to get back in there soon. So I don't know. I just uh, I, I I don't. I really the whole the, the those two weight classes are starting to really piss me off now. Uh, Rob Font. This is this went exactly how you you said it would. And uh, how we, I mean, we did talk about how I thought I definitely when I bet uh, Yanez that I thought this was definitely a possibility. It's the ultimate fraud check. And Yanez, yep. Yanez got, uh, you know, n- listen, this was a fight between two guys who play no defense whatsoever. They were just throwing nukes at each other. Rob, Rob Font's eye was like shut two minutes yeah. into the fight. Um, <laughs> but he took his shots well, you know, much better than he had in the past. And Yanez just takes no, he's just literally no defense. His chin just hangs up in the air. And he just got cooked. Uh, and yeah. Really, no, 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 nothing else to say other than that. I was on the fence. I didn't put in a bet on either fighter until right before the fight. The odds, all the late money came in on Adrian Yanez. So I was like, oh, that, you know, it, it must have changed for a reason. So I bet on Adrian Yanez. And he, he was looking good. But I think a lot of what I said pre fight, a lot of what both of us said pre fight, uh, I should have listened to. Yeah. Rob Font has taken damage from better fighters, and he's hey, he's walked through it. I mean, he's been knocked down, sure, but um, this is a this is just a step up. And this is we saw this a couple times on this card: a younger fighter against an older fighter, uh, and the younger fighter taking a big step up in competition. Adrian Yanez is twenty nine. Yanez, 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 I think is how it's actually pronounced. Oh, really? Um, twenty nine, right? Twenty nine thirty. So this is pretty much his prime, his peak, uh, theoretically. And, but man, I, you know, going from wars with Davy Grant and Tony, uh, Randy Costa, and even the Tony Kelly fight was, uh, somewhat close. He just has way more power and he's a lot bigger than Tony Kelly. Uh, going from that to Rob Font, I mean, you, you know, you're going up, you're, you're going from facing guys who have some power and have some speed, but now you're facing the best, uh, the guy with the best jab in the division. Uh, you know, one of the best jabs in the UFC in general, and he was pumping that jab out quick, yeah, man. Was. That thing was a piston. <clears throat> and I just, I, I wasn't sure if they got into an exchange, if if Yanez would be able to eat or walk through or take 
the shots from Font like how Font would take them from Yanez. So that's why, I, I honestly, I was leaning Font. And then, you know, last minute I just – I don't know. I don't know. I, just, I saw the money. I saw the opportunity. I saw, you know, the, the hands, the youth. I figured maybe maybe Font was going to be done. You know, there were some shots in there that he was eating that I was like, uh-oh, he might be going down soon. But as soon as he flipped the switch, as soon as he went went on the offensive, uh, it looked like it, it looked pretty obvious. Yanez was Yanez was done. Yeah, I mean he's he doesn't take shots that well for somebody who likes to exchange and trade. You know, like he, it seems like he's uh, has some similarities to Ralph Font, but he can't take them shots. So yeah, Ralph Font obviously eventually he's going to go and it's going to be over for him. But man, what a tough test for Yanez, and he he did not pass it. Now Yanez is the typical. Uh... You know, great hammer, not a good nail. And that's yeah. what it seemed like. On As soon as the things didn't start going his way, he just didn't know how to recover. Disappointing. And, yeah, I mean, Rob Font is a guy actually who, you know, is a very good hammer, and he's also a pretty good nail because he's not easily able to get yeah. out of there. Like like you said, although he's been knocked down, and I talked about he does the out, chicken right? dance in all these fights, he's not getting finished. You know, it's been a while right. since he's been finished, and that was by submission. So, uh, Rob who Font. Was that? was that what's his name? Um, Munoz. Munoz, Munoz. yeah, guillotine. Who fights this week? Does he really? There you go. We have a, it's a pretty good fight card coming up this week, so we will yeah. we'll have a whole podcast breaking down that. We'll see if Max um, Holloway's ready to go to sleep. Yeah, that's that's a big time a step up for Arnold Allen and a big time like crossroads fight for Mister Holloway yeah. to see where he's at. Yeah, good win for Rob Font. Uh, I, I guess he kind of just hangs out there at that upper uh, level of the you know thirty five, not upper upper level, but. Uh, yeah, I mean six is six is upper level. I don't know what they would do right. with him next. Maybe he fights Cheeto again. Maybe you know I I really don't know. He's right there though. Maybe maybe a rematch with Pedro. Pedro, Pedro wins this weekend. Maybe. So, maybe yeah, Peter I don't Jan. know. One thirty five isn't a yeah. Actually, that'd be a really that would good be fight. Awesome. I think. I think uh, one thirty five isn't a bit of a limbo. I think there there is a couple weight divisions that you were just talking about one eighty five that we don't know what's going on. I think you see that with featherweight. I think you see that with bantamweight. Um, and I think you see that with, with middleweight, flyweight even a little bit, but they, they kind of know what they're doing. Uh, welterweight, another one that's kind of up in the air. Like, yeah. it's kind of sucks. Honestly, we multiple divisions that are kind of just frozen. A little like bit of the changing of the guards. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how many times did he say that in all these different fights? And then he finally got to use it. It's just <laughs> finally happened. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Meanwhile, frozen sevens coming out next week. It's like, all right, bro. Yeah. Else has already died. He'll probably, he has a kid. Yeah. He'll probably be in the theater for the, for the, so the 12 he'll o'clock. He'll be in the movie. Yeah. The next. <laughs> Shout out to Joe Barrow and the new John Wick. I just saw that today too. So, uh, Shout out to Joe Barrow and the LSU boys. Oh, yeah. being at the fight and kid rock. I know you love kid rock. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, his album blast. <laughs> Kevin Holland took out Santiago Pons, a friend of the podcast. Not not good to see him turn into a turtle. But uh, I Kevin complain Holland, about it. Yeah, I mean, that's, I honestly don't ever get mad at people who get knocked out and then get up and they're like, "What happened?" You, you really don't, they don't know what happened. Yeah, you really don't know what happened. So like, wait till the, the clip comes up and you're like, "Oh shit, that's me." Oh, uh, that's what happened. Yeah, you're like, "Shit, I didn't really, I didn't even remember getting hit with that." Uh, Holland, I don't know what they do with him. At, at, I mean, he's he's a good. Like, uh, I guess not, I was about to call him candidate, but I guess uh, contender at 70. I just don't know what they would do with him next. Like, I would love to see him fight Michelle Pereira or someone like that. Like, that would be fun. But, I mean, I think he has to fight somebody in the top 15 next. And I know he called Masvidal out. I don't think it would be, Ma- like, I don't oh, think Masvidal is going to do that. Got- I'm good on that. Um, what about, I think a good matchup here is Kevin Holland ranked 
No, that, right not there. as of now. I don't think they updated the rankings yet. I would love to see him and Jack Della Maddalena. Yes, I, I think that'd be an awesome I was just about matchup. to say that. Who would you take? Um, I think I would take Kevin. I I think I would take Kevin Holland. It looks like so in this fight, he looked a lot less, a lot. You know, he he didn't take as many risks. He fought smarter. Uh, I know he was he was getting his leg chewed up a little bit, which yeah. was unfortunate. But he was still he was still powering through it, powering through it, and. Um, it, it wasn't his most sexy performance. It wasn't his best, most exciting. He's not going to get. Like, did he get fifty k for this? For no, he did not. And you know, it kind of sucks, but whatever. I'm not. I'm, I don't really care about that either way. He's in. You know, he's gotten his fair share of bonuses. So uh, you know, it was just an underrated performance by him. I'll say. I I was impressed a little bit, not too sure. much. Um, I'm glad he fought with with some some IQ this time and he was doing some of the right things. Uh, I wish I kind of saw him get get his wrestling uh you know situated and, and even go. I don't think he even attempted to take down. I guess not that he really had to. You know, I th- I think it was kind of a cruise control fight ish. Uh Ponzinibbi wasn't really doing much, wasn't landing anything crazy. He's um, cut. wasn't Yeah, he's he's very I mean he was pretty much just going to the legs, which Kevin Holland was doing also, but you know, eventually he set up that headshot and uh yeah, I mean he, he face planted and times with that left hook. <laughs> he face planted. He was and he was really trying to set it up too. He was swinging it wildly, and then he had a chance to really uh, come in and and close that gap. And uh, Ponzinibbio didn't really have anywhere else to back up to, and then just got fucking smoked. Face hits the canvas. He gets up and says, "What's going on? Why'd you stop it?" As he's stumbling backwards, I love when that happens. <laughs> it's just it's just funny. But Pons is probably done. Uh, he's taking too much punishment. Almost died a couple years ago. Uh, he's 36, 37. And yeah, Kevin Holland, good, good performance, good fight. I like to see him fight somebody ranked, like you said, and, uh, just keep the train, keep the train rolling. And we'll see whenever he has the next fight, uh, which fighter on the same card as him that he tries to fight. Cause it seems like it happens almost every, every time, every time. Like, yeah. <laughs> we'll see who's next. Christian Rodriguez, C-Rod pulls off the upset against Raul Rosas Jr. Given the 18 year old, his first loss of his career. I think he's still 18. Who knows? He'll always be 18 as long as uh, yeah. we talk about it until someone actually tells me his real age. But uh, <laughs> Rosas fought like an 18 year old, just fought like an idiot for the most part. Uh, you know, had his back, uh, was forced into grappling early on in the fight, was, uh, was pretty dominant with the grappling. But. Like I talked about on here, uh, you know, C-Rod did really good against JSP at reversing and, you know, sweeping people and then getting on top and getting his off when, when he needed to. Like, he, C-Rod is a complete mixed martial artist. And I know that's a little bit crazy to say, but that's that's just True. what – It's the truth, literally. Like, he's, uh, you know, that is a tough, tough night out for your second fight. And they, they try, you know, I guess it seemed like they tried to fast track him, but he was not ready uh, Rodriguez, as soon as, uh, you know, Rosas, the big mistake he made was early on in that second round, he tried to, like, pull guard or tried to get him on the ground and thought he was just going to dominate him while he just got him on the ground, maybe sweep over to the top. But Rodriguez is very, 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 very hard to get off of you once he's on you. And uh, the pressure he put on him was bad. And uh, I don't even think he wanted to sub him. He just was trying to beat him up. And uh, didn't really wasn't really going for any submission. He was more pos- uh, you know position over submission. Yeah. And I think that that was the smart thing to do. And C Rod now moves to nine and one. Uh, I don't think it's you know Rosas definitely has all the skill in the world. I just think he needs to hone it in a little bit. Yeah, man, fucking, god damn it! I, this is one I wish I uh, 
which I took yeah. because I thought Christian Rodriguez was just solid enough to kind of stave off uh, Rosas until Rosas got tired, which I figured he would, and he did. He got gas after that first round. I mean, he was just going for it, you know, balls to the wall. And when you grapple like that, grapple heavy and grapple hard, just it, you're going to blow your blow your load, and he did. And uh, Christian Gonzalez is just so solid all around. Uh, not the best night for fighters named Christian Gonzalez uh, as the boxer lost, but he went the distance as a plus like. 2,000 underdog or whatever the fuck. Uh, and then this Christian Rodriguez, Mr. C-Rod, gets the job done. I'm excited to see him next. I, he kind of reminds me um, a little bit of Fluffy. Just, you know, he goes for it less. He gets he's less of a finisher. Yeah. Um, but he's just solid all around, and he's so composed. It doesn't matter what kind of position he's in that he's not going to get past. And if he does get past, or he does get past, he can kind of do something to reverse that and get, get himself up. Use a submission to get him in a better position to get out of to get out of danger, uh, just he's just solid all around. And then I think Raul Rosas, man, I know he's eighteen, and listen, he's not even the same person or fighter that he's going to be in a year, two years, five years, ten years. I mean, look at the person I was from eighteen to to now, or to twenty five, or to even twenty one. Um, so like, he has a lot of mental and physical maturing to do. But um, you know, all in all, I don't think he's necessarily the smartest guy. No, uh, you know, definitely didn't that, fight that could, like that. That's definitely the pot calling the kettle black, but still, I'm just observing. Um, and man, he really doesn't want to fight on the feet. He just he landed two significant strikes all fight, um, two of nineteen. He landed two of nineteen total strikes. I I don't know what to do with somebody who's a specialist like this, but you're in a division where there's a lot of, uh, you know, that's not going to work no. at all. <clears throat> and I saw him talking about. Did he talk about moving down or up? I thought he said he can move down. The thought was, yeah, that he doesn't cut that much. He's at he. I think he walked into this at thirty eight. He He's a big boy, a man. I don't know about that. Yeah, I, I mean. Also, didn't see Rod miss weight for this. No, I thought he did. No, okay. No, Somebody they they did, have right? it at thirty five. Someone definitely did miss weight. I don't know. Um. Either way, though. Oh, uh, the Bahamondes Ogden fight was that's a catch right. Weight, so I don't know who missed it, but that's right. Um, either way, man, I, I, I just think when you have a lot of work to do at that young of an age and like, I don't, I don't want to compare him to Chase Hooper at all. Cause I think Chase Hooper is a big <laughs> fucking meme, but Chase Hooper is, you know, very young specialist, just like Rosas. Um, not very smart and doesn't look to strike and doesn't want to strike. So that, that's, that's where I compare the two in that sense, you know, sure. He can come a long way in the next couple of years. And, you know, uh, if he, if he's this good at 18, imagine how good he'll be at 27. But th- he can take he can take and accumulate a lot of damage in that time. Like we have no idea, you know. Yeah. Um, there is a track for him to maybe get to stardom or at least get to contendership, um, or at least just right right his wrongs. But man, on that road to the top that he wants to get to, there's there could be a lot of roadblocks. And honestly, I just I don't really see it with him. Again, he's 18, so I don't want to like, uh, you know, slam his case shut and just say he's done forever and he'll never be good. I don't know, but I was not, there's just some things that I didn't like to see, you know, the duck in the head and it's just, he just didn't even look to strike. You know, he would just throw stuff from afar to try and set up a takedown, but it was so obvious and so set up that, yeah. or not set up that, you know, C-Rod just took what he gave him, honestly. Serious holes in his game, but at 18 years old, that's not surprising. I would like to see him take yeah. some time he, off, work on his striking, kind of like Hooper did, but actually work on it. I really just – I think it was honestly just a mistake signing him. 
I know that kind of sounds fucked up, but there's really no reason you couldn't have signed him to a future deal, kind of like Bo Nickel. I mean, that dude Cedric Dumbaye or Dumbaye, I forget how to pronounce it, the French kickboxer who's like 7-0, 8-0, and just knocks the fuck out of everybody. He, he wasn't allowed to fight on a UFC card because he didn't have enough experience. But Raul Rosas, Chase Hooper, Bia Malecki was like 1-0 before she got her face broken. Like, I don't understand the rules here. You know, Raul Rosa, uh, Cedric Dumbaye is not ready, yet he's fucking assassinating people all, all over the world. And Raul Rosas is ready, and he doesn't even want to strike? So uh, yeah. I don't really get the rules there, but I, I would have loved to see Raul Rosas get, like, a <clears throat> a deal with LFA or CFFC. And I guess, you know, once, once you put him on the contender series and once he wins and once you, uh, you know, put him, you know, showcase him to the world, it's kind of hard to backtrack from there, which I understand, but... Um, you know, obviously I'm not in charge. I don't know what I'm talking about, but I, he just seems too young, man, too young to be in there fighting these grown men who have been doing this for, I know he's been wrestling and, and, and in combat sports for a long time, even though he's 18, but these guys have been doing it longer, just as long. And they're just mature, just, just mature physically and mentally. And, um, kind of sucks to see, honestly, I feel like he, he, he's set up for failure. Yeah. I just, you know, like I said, I think some time off. Uh, and uh, yeah. some serious reevaluation of the game, and uh, there's uh, he is in a, in a great situation because he has all the time in the world to grow his mm-hmm. game, and, and it's obvious that he can, but it just depends on will he? Because we've seen plenty of guys. It's easier to say than do than you know to get yeah. better at striking or to grow your game like that in a avenue that you're not really comfortable with. We've seen plenty of guys never get better at it, so. I guess we'll see. The the jury's definitely still out on the what nineteen eighteen year old kid. So we will. But like you said, I totally agree with a lot of those stuff you said. Him fighting these grown men. There's not a lot of Jay Perrins hanging around, who are gonna throw their gloves down <laughs> in the octagon after the fight and all that. So we'll see. How about Lua? No, we. Are, I am skipping one. How about Kelvin Gastelum getting back into the uh, win column? Did you agree with the decision here? Uh, Chris Curtis complaining about a headbutt that was viewed <laughs> as a knockdown. Of course. And, uh, unanimous decision. I thought that uh, I thought it was a close fight, but I I really wouldn't have been mad either way. I, I mean, I had Curtis money line, so I was obviously a little biased here. But uh, yeah, it was a um, it was a good fight. It was a close fight. I really enjoyed some of the exchanges. Um, I was kind of surprised Kelvin didn't get tagged or hit as much as he did until the third. Uh, I thought Chris Curtis had a really good third round. Um, Chris Curtis is a dog, man. I, I, you know, I don't think he's good, uh, that good. I think he is good. I don't think he's that good. I don't, you know, he's not really great all around. And, uh, he seems like more, he seems like a, a bit of an idiot. I don't know if you've ever heard him talk. Uh, I don't really love him either. He's me, an anime guy. He, he, he's an yeah. anime guy. He complains a lot. Uh, who was he before the fight? He was talking shit on somebody in like a kind of polite way. It was, it was really, I was like a random person too. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but he's, he's he was talking he's a bit about awesome. Rosas too because he was. That's right, it was Rosas. Yeah, fuck. I mean, give me a fucking break, dude. Um, you know, would he say the same thing about Macy Barber? Probably not because she's a you know hot chick. So whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, he looked good. He was getting his fucking you know he was getting touched with that straight left. I mean, Kelvin was throwing some heat behind the behind those punches um, and busted his eye all up. And I think in the maybe the, maybe the beginning, middle of the second. Um, and he, you know, he fought hard. He, he probably, arguably, won the third. I think, right? It was twenty nine, twenty eight all around. I what, Michael Tate. I don't know if that's Andrew's brother. Uh, had a thirty twenty seven. Kelvin Gaston looked good. His striking looked good. There wasn't much wrestling. I think he was zero of three on takedowns. Thirty twenty seven is nuts. By the way, I just have to get that out there. <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, the first round wasn't that close, but the second and third were, you know, much closer. And I, plus, Chris Curtis outlanded him in the third round. That's, I thought the third round strikes. for sure was a Chris Curtis round, but. He, he, he almost threw 100 strikes in the third round. I mean, at middleweight, that's fucking nuts. So, um, yeah, I was, I was impressed by both. Was, did this get fight of the night? Um, I'm, like I'm sorry. Switching uh, between yes. tabs, and it's not easy to yes, do. Yes, this was the fight so, of yeah. the night. And we haven't seen Kelvin in what, I think maybe two years, maybe one and a half. So to see him bounce back from that, I, I, I thought he looked awesome. I was impressed. I ha- I bet on him late last minute. I was like, fuck, I'm just going to go with him. And, you know, in this instance, all the late money on the fighter was correct. And his post-fight uh, interview uh, oh, got me fired up. I don't really know what he was doing or saying, but it was, it was, pretty, uh, it was pretty awesome. I, you know, I, I feel like <laughs> maybe I shouldn't say this, but I feel like a lot of middleweights are a little, uh, a little dumb. Is that is that hard? Is that is that rough? Uh, harsh to say? I mean, look at some of them. Well, Strickland. Uh, yeah, I mean, Martin the, Vittori, a Paulo lot of the Costa. dumbest shit comes from them. Yeah, it's true. The, for, you know, for the Chris UFC, Curtis, you know, Buckley when he's there, like <laughs> throw DDP in there. When, Drickus, blah, 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 yeah, there. Drickus, Darren Till, who I think is, I mean, dude, Darren, <laughs> Darren Till, right after the tweet. Somebody tweeted a picture of Kid Rock, Joe Rogan, uh, Dana White, uh, Trump, and was there a fourth person in that picture? Uh, Darren Till made it as Avi on his profile picture on Twitter. <laughs> I thought it was, he tweeted a uh, new profile picture. I, he's hilarious. <laughs> I think he is one of the funniest people on there. He doesn't. He just. <laughs> he's great. No, he doesn't give a fuck. But um, yeah, good one for Kelvin. Good to see him back. I'm, I mean, the middleweight division needs a little bit of a jolt. You know, a lot of them guys are are getting older. A lot of them want to go box. So it's good to see Kelvin get back in there. I think he's still pretty. He's, yeah, he's still pretty youthful ish. Uh, I think he did. Did he debut at nineteen or twenty? I think he he was one of the first fighters to really uh, debut or fight at a super super young age. Might have been twenty one or or something like that. But um, either way, good to see him back. Uh, I kind of like Kelvin. Always been a some semi fan, especially when he took Izzy to the fucking brink, which yeah. I didn't think was ever going to happen uh, that night. So yeah, that will always be one of my favorite fights. Um, Luana, uh, Luana Pinheiro gets a split decision victory over Michelle Waterson Gomez. I did not agree with this decision at the time. I will have to go back and rewatch it. Uh, I thought Michelle did enough to win the fight. I don't remember if it was one and three or two. And I, I, I don't remember exactly what rounds, but I remember yeah. going to the decision thinking, oh, okay, like we're good. Like we, uh, Waterson did, did enough. She was having success with that front kick, that like front chest body kick. She just was I thought she was just doing well and then, you know, she wasn't really getting taken down and uh, you know She got taken down of her own of her own. Of her own, yeah. So I thought she did good, but uh, I don't n- robbery I guess is not necessarily the word I would use. It, it was yeah. kind of a very close fight that I thought Gomez won, but she did. Yeah, funny you call her Gomez. Um she's, yeah, that's 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 she's Gomez now. <laughs> Selena Gomez. <laughs> Uh, if you look at the MMA Decisions uh, website, most of the media scores favored Michelle Waterson Gomez. Uh, it was close. It was tight. I think Luana Pinera was landing the better shots, the the, the bigger shots. Yeah. Um, but she was also making some mistakes. She couldn't get the uh, the fight to the ground. Uh, you know, I was very I was very disappointed in that because there was a couple chances, a couple opportunities, a couple positions where she could have had that judo toss. And she tried it a couple times, but she couldn't get it, man. And you know. That's supposed to be her bread and butter. Also, Mateus Nikolaou screaming, shouting in the in the whole third round for her to to go forward and pressure because you know Michelle Waterson Gomez isn't going to do much. She's I mean, listen, all she really has is that sidekick. Yeah, honestly, you know, and she throws that like 
straight that like 12 to six straight axe kick, whatever you want to call it. And it never, never lands. I've never ever. seen her land. <laughs> um, it's definitely, you know, it's definitely something to keep, keep somebody away from you, especially, uh, you know, a non kicker, a non striker ish, if you will. She's more power than, 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 uh, boxing or striking. Um, so I guess that's really what did it. I mean, Michelle Waterson, 22 to 10 in the third round outstruck her. Uh, I think she also did get that takedown in the third. Um, 18 of 114 to the head for Michelle Waterson Gomez. That is not going to get it done. Yeah. 53 of 178 at distance. That is not going to get it done. I, I, I kind of agree. Like I kind of, I'm kind of with you. Like I don't, I don't think either of them really dis, uh, deserved it. Uh, if, if it went four rounds or two rounds, I think you would have seen a, a you know an obvious draw. But somebody had to get the the uh, the edge here, and um, you know they gave it to the younger the younger fighter. And I do like Luana Pinheiro aside from her uh, her Instagram page. I do think she has some talent. She has some skills. She's explosive. She hits hard. She swings hard. She swings wild. Uh, I think she can do some things on the ground. But also, man, she's a little. She's a little uh, inept defensively on, on the feet and on the ground. So I think she's going to ru- run into a buzzsaw soon. I think she's definitely on the fade yes. list. Yeah. You know, I think there's definitely a good opportunity to uh, to fade her in the future. But if you look at the rankings, I think she's ranked. I'm pretty sure she had a she's number. She's at 15 right now. I imagine she'll jump up a few spots. Uh, and uh, let's do some matchmaking on the fly. Like, yeah, I mean. That's gonna be a yeah. I mean, that's a per- you know, she, she's like not a she's not going to take Angela Hill down, right? So I mean, she couldn't even take Michelle Waters. She didn't even really go for it. The, Angela Hill is a little dumb. Uh, I, I shouldn't even say dumb because I think she's 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 a really smart person. But I think the way she fights sometimes, she she just gives it away. But Luana Pinheiro, I don't know if she's really the matchup for Angela Hill. I, I'm with you. I think Angela Hill wins that. I think she easily outstrikes her, right? I think it's yeah. it's kind of like that Loopy fight where Loopy was minus 380 against Angela Hill. She couldn't get the takedown, and she had nothing for Angela Hill, especially in the later rounds. If Luana Pinheiro is in the third round against Angela Hill, I know who's going to be pressing the gas pedal in that, in yeah. that one. It's not going to be Angela not definitely be Luana. comes on longer the fight goes on. Yeah. Hey, she's hey. a dog, man. She's, yeah. she's, she's a dog. She's been in these fights so many times, so many close fights. Luana Pinheiro is just not. So... um I think she's a good camp around her. You know, Mateus Nicolau, I absolutely love him. One of my favorite flyweights. And uh, that being her boyfriend and main trainer helps. But, man, she, she just doesn't really uh, – she doesn't give you – she doesn't have much, I would say. She doesn't give you um, – I don't know. I don't even know what I'm trying to say here. I, I don't think she's a future uh, champion contender yeah, at all. I don't think you're you anything know? crazy saying that. Uh, how about Joe Pfeiffer taking care of business against GM3? Three minutes, 15 seconds, a right cross to a... I mean, he hurt him a few times early on in this fight. Joe Pfeiffer hits hard, dude. Body bags. He's He doesn't play around. And GM3 just looks overmatched in some of these uh, strikes. Well, when you fight a guy who has any sort of grappling knowledge, he kind of struggles. Uh, or if he's not able to outlast your power early on in the fight, it's kind of a uh, you know easy easy go for Mr. Body Bags. Uh, it just really, this was not much, there's really not much to say other than can't wait to see Pfeiffer get back in there again. Hell yeah. And this, you know, <clears throat> this was, I thought this was a layup. I think we, we talked about this. Yeah. Before this is my, probably Pfeiffer. my lock of the night. And unfortunately, yeah. I wish I could have had six locks of the night, but yeah. <laughs> I wish I could put all my money on Joe Pfeiffer. Yeah. Literally, uh, I would have put all one. 10 units on there as opposed to this because 
We need to start. Listen, we need to start doing. It. We're going to pick one lock of the night and we're going to hammer it with a multi-unit play. We're going to start doing it. I promise. Right. Yeah, I'm we're going to have to change the game up because we're getting cooked. We on, have our, on our strictly <laughs> just one unit per fucking thing. That's not. It's not I, working. Yeah, I pick fifteen fights and I go uh, five and ten, or you know, even more, two and thirteen. I pick five fights, keep it safe. I go one and four. So it's like clearly I need to I need to emphasize or prioritize which fight I bet the more on. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Joe Pfeiffer, man. The first, pretty much the first big shot that landed, it seemed like it seemed like there was a left before the straight right that glanced that didn't really land. But even that, I mean, GM three wanted nothing to do with this. So big win for Joe Pfeiffer. I mean, his post fight speeches are always awesome. Be Joe Pfeiffer. Uh, middleweight needs again. Said it earlier. Middleweight needs a bit of a jolt. Uh, I don't see why Joe Pfeiffer couldn't. You know, middleweight is a little deep because there is a lot of guys, and um, it's going to take him a little. A little bit, I think. Once he, I mean, man, he was. I think he was plus money on the contender series. So, it, you know, he needs some time, which is fine. Um, I wouldn't say he needs some layups, but it would definitely be good to see him get somebody who's uh, a jujitsu technician, a wrestling all American, uh, a kickboxer, something, just somebody different, maybe uh, more a more youthful fighter. Yeah. GM three is uh, a little bit past it, if you will. Um, so yeah, whatever the next test is, I can't wait. And um, shout out to Philly. Yeah, we like I said, we lost the Carl Williams and Chase Sherman banger, unfortunately. Damn it! Yeah, I know that's uh, really tough to uh, see, but you know it is what it is. I I slept very very fine that night, knowing <laughs> that I didn't have to watch that. Loopy. What if Carl Williams got paid? I would hope. I would hope. Did so. he come in on short notice? Right? Yeah, he did. And then Chase They're Sherman had a medical some... issue. That's insane. That's, but yeah, uh, Loopy. With a split decision victory over Cynthia Calvillo, I didn't think that it was that close uh, watching it. But I, I mean, Calvillo no. did have success, and she looked good at fifteen. So I can't take that much away from her. She got a thirty twenty seven score, dude. I had a lot. So I had a, I had a lot of issues. I think this was the f- first second fight. It was the second fight I watched live when I got home from work, and I had a lot of issues with the with the commentary team. Joe and DC completely ignoring any of the shots that Loopy was landing. And she, I mean, she was landing stuff. She was landing the harder and the heavier and the better, uh, bigger shots. Yeah. And also, she was landing much more accurately. She landed 48% of her significant strikes compared to 31% for Cynthia Calvillo. Cool. She threw 333 strikes. I, you know, I kind of applaud her for that because she's getting up there in age. And for any, any, um, uh, straw weight to throw that many strikes, that, that high of a volume, I, I, that impresses me a little bit. But a lot of it, punch and air, kick and air. Not doing much. He did get a takedown, but that was really it. Uh, Loopy was headhunting a little bit, but again, most of the best, uh, best, best and biggest shots that landed were from Loopy. And I guess Loopy was, I think her nose was busted up, right? Yeah. She doesn't have great, great striking defense. And, you know, may, she really just needs to, um, she needs to find better ways to get the fight to the ground. I'm, I, I'm so tired of her being minus 300 because of her wrestling and then she doesn't wrestle. Like, that's the second fight in a row now. Uh, but honestly, she looked. Her hands looked better, and this was a good test for her to test her hands. And Cynthia was doing some good things, man. It's just so the, Joe kept talking about, man, Cynthia. She's you know she's good. Oh, good shot. She's looking really good. And she, him and him and Joe or him and DC were just completely, completely ignoring anything Loopy Loopy did, and we're just focusing on every shot that Cynthia Calvillo landed. It was like the second or third round, third round or a second round, because I think Cynthia uh, probably won or had a. Her best round was the third, um, but the first two, man, I, I don't know, man. I what I do you think? Because it seemed like 
They, right. they kind like of like the, the veteran where they're like, but sometimes they're like, they think a guy's going to win and then the other person looks better than they thought. Like they kind of were doing it in the Trey Ogden fight with the uh, Bahamonde. So we'll, we'll get into that a little yeah, bit. Bahamonde was smoking them. Bahamonde like, was even... smoking them. And they're like, he kept like, oh, nice right by Ogden. I'm like, was it? Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I'm like, what? He threw one punch back and they just kept one talking about what ten? he wasn't doing as opposed <laughs> to like Bahamondes was like, he wasn't doing anything crazy, but he was just. It's hard to get inside of that guy's legs, and he's six three. You know what I mean? Like inside of his his distance, his range, when he's just firing, you know, up kicks and fucking leg kicks the whole time. But yeah, and I get that the Loopy and uh, Calvillo fight in theory was close. And when you're actually like, if you want to break it down, you know, not much was was landing that was huge. And sure, it was a split decision, very close. Whatever. One judge had thirty twenty seven Loopy, uh, which is a bit. Bit crazy, and then the other judge had a twenty nine twenty eight for Cynthia. Also crazy, and it just seems like they were, they, you know, they were watching a basketball game where the Sixers were down twenty, and they're talking about how how the Sixers looked the best they've looked all year. And I was just very confused because Calvillo looked better than she had recently, but in my opinion, that, that's a good matchup for her. If, if there's no wrestling, if if you told me that there was going to be no wrestling taking place, I guess besides uh, Cynthia's takedown, what would you line this fight at? Probably closer to an even, uh, pick yeah. Him, right? Yeah. So you know, Cynthia still has pretty decent hands. She still trains with uh, a good camp. Uh, I know she moved to um, Alpha Male, but I think they're still Alpha Male, right? Or no, they're is this just Team Alpha, right? It might alpha be. MMA or some shit. Um, but either way, I you know I'm not going to cry Robert here, but it definitely was a close fight for Loopy. She got busted up, but I think this is a good. You know, I think she's making um, slight, slight improvements to her game remember she's very 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 small Six, 61 inch reach uh she's only five two i know she she's fighting at 105 weight. dude she, she would probably be awesome be the at, champ at, if it was at a 105 division yeah that's it. um i feel like honestly the maybe the ufc needs to stop trying to add a 145 women's go division lower yeah and go lower maybe even get rid of 135 because what the fuck's going on up there here, I mean, not much and we're getting we're getting nunez pena three who the fuck asked for that nobody no, I don't think Pena asked for that, but yeah, uh, whatever. apparently she must have because they're doing it. And <laughs> I mean, really, there's no one at 35 to fight. I mean, they're going <laughs> to act like Rocky Pennington or, or, or Ketlin Vieira were worthy, or Jesus. you know, Irene Aldana, Yana Santos. Come on, 35 is a joke. Uh, so. There's nothing going on. So maybe you know, maybe we should. Ca- I mean, look at one uh, FC. Look at one. Let's look at Ryzen. Let's look at all over the world. Some of their lower women fighters. They're cannons. Angela Lee. I think yeah. that's her name. Uh, I don't think she's 105, but there's there's a lot of good, smaller – like look, look at Luma Luke Bunami. If you put her at 105, man, that, that's like perfect for her. Even – I don't know about Michelle Waterson now, but I think she did fight at Back 105. Yeah, she would yeah. have been nice. Yeah. I mean this chick's just – I like Loopy a lot because I think she's kind of overmatched in a lot of ways, and she still tries to do what she struggles she's with. definitely fun to root for. Yeah, and you know, cute – and she, after the fights, she said, I feel bad for you if you're dating a Latina. I would love to date another Latina. I mean, hey, listen, you can feel bad for me all you want. Um, but, yeah, I, I guess that's probably it for Cynthia Calvillo, right? I don't, I don't really know if she can't win a striking match with Loopy while she and gets a takedown. I don't know really what she's going to do. So, I kind of, you know, great career for her. Get her if in she there is against done, Mandy Bohm. Yeah, that's a layup right there. Get her in there against Aspen Lad. Yeah, we need to feed her something. Aspen Lad, shout out to taking the L on Saturday. Another one. Night, that is. Uh, 
But we, like we talked about, we'll quickly go through these last three. Bahamondes took out Trey Ogden. Really kind of a boring fight. Uh, like yeah. to see Bahamondes in there against somebody uh, upper, you know, more upper level. Trey Ogden, not really uh, that guy. Yeah, I, I really don't have much to say other than that. Yeah, he looked good. Kept at a distance. He was peppering him with shots. And yeah, Trey Ogden, you know, like you said, Trey Ogden would land a, a good calf kick after two minutes of getting beat down. And Joe and DC are like, oh, he's, it's over. Like, so, calm down. Steve Garcia with a uh, nasty nasty body shots with pulling the upset against uh, Nerdan I guess if you're not fighting Derek Minner, it's really a uh, up, uphill <laughs> battle. Yeah. Uh, and if James Krause uh, isn't fixing the fight in the corner, then I think you're in trouble. <laughs> Um, two just weird fighters, both of them. Steve Garcia, man, he's you know you seen him get put the fuck to sleep. Yeah, this fight he gets knocked down and looks like he's on his way out. Rebounds and hits him with a fuck. I mean, I mean, he was landing some good hammer fists from the bottom, and that's like what helped. He landed some hammer fists, and then he used that to get up. And Nerdin BK kind of let him up, and then he just started pressing him. That was crazy, man. Uh, honestly, a really good performance from Steve Garcia. Uh, capital like his fight IQ looked really good. You know, it's something we've argued before he should have probably wrestled more against Mahashate, but then he comes back, smokes Chase Hooper. Okay, not 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 a hard thing to do. But, you know, he's getting beat up in this fight by a guy who, you know, has good wrestling, hits hard, yeah, you know, if nothing else. Big boy, hits real hard. Very. He looked, honestly, also, Steve Garcia, a lot bigger than him. Yeah. Um, but as soon as he got up, man, he just, he, he kind of started jogging, running after him, and then he landed a beautiful straight left uh, when, when Shylin was trying to not out of there. And then that was pretty much it. Body shot just fucking made him crumple over. Uh, big win for the me machine. How about, uh, Sam Hughes taking care of business against Jacqueline Amorim. Uh, kind of wish I knew Sam Hughes, boyfriend had a, had a, had a rack on, uh, Sam Hughes to win the fight. I would have fired a rack as well. But, yeah, that was bad. Yeah. I, mean, I think that's a little not player. there yet, man. This is what no. we get for betting people who we've never really seen before. That's always a, uh, real Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Absolutely, especially when they're on the prelims, first fight in UFC, first fight in North America. I think I don't think she was on the contender. Not North America. Well, maybe North America, at least in the states. Um, and yeah, man, all first round finishes. Like that's cool to see and all, but you know, honestly, she fuck. I don't know how she didn't tap out Sam Hughes in the first round. She was under that chin twice, like once standing and once on the ground, and she completely. You know how sometimes when you see somebody get the rear naked choke and then they pull back and just drag the body of the person. That they're on top of, like down, and then that's when you see them see them just get that rear naked choke in, fucking fully. She that's what she did, but then somehow she just lost it. And Sam Hughes at one point wasn't really fighting the hands, and then once she started fighting the hands, it worked. So I'm kind of confused by Amarine because that that's her thing. That's all she does, right? Also, whoever she's knocked out with her hands before in, in MMA, that I would love to see if that person uh, is real because her, she does not want to she does not want to strike. She throws some decent little kicks, but she is not not a striker. Um, so good win for Sam Hughes, honestly. Good win, and that was UFC 287. Pereira, Adesanya. Adesanya gets 50,000. Rob Funk gets 50,000. Like we talked about Gaslam and Curtis get uh, 50,000 each. Uh, we will have another podcast next week. There was some boxing that went on uh, quickly. If you can. Were you able to catch any of that? No, nah, I did not see pretty much anything uh, gotcha. other than so- – basically just this and i watched a little bit of the pfl but that was a waste of time too <laughs> as always yeah shakur stevenson six round got the finish uh he was just beating the shit out of yoshino and then the ref stepped in uh honestly looked really good i think 
I think him and Devin Haney has the fight to make. It's just not it's not going to happen for a couple of years. Devin Haney's moving up. Shakur Stevenson will move up, just not yet. Co-main event, uh, Jared Anderson took on the Dominican Mike Tyson. How did the Dominican Mike Tyson do? Not well. Um, not well at all. It was only th- it was only three rounds of shots, and his corner said, hey, uh, we're going to stop this fight. <clears throat> so good thing there. Keyshawn Davis, top prospect, at also at 135, stops Anthony Yidget in the ninth round. Unanswered punches. Ref stepped in. Another good finish here for Keyshawn Davis. His brother also got a win on the card. Also, Bruce Carrington, Shushu. Great, great stoppage. I think the ref or the corner stepped in after the se- the second round. You know, if you're getting your face beaten after one or two rounds in boxing, you must uh, you must really not be that that uh, that great. So, good card there. If you move over to Jesse Bam Rodriguez on the zone, he got an easy win at 112. He's the guy at 112. I think uh, big upset in the co-main event. Marlon Tapales, I think he was like plus 500, beats Muradon Muradon Akhmadaliev in a split fight. Uh, Akhmadaliev just not very active. Looked very ring rusty. Uh, that's kind of what happens to some of these um, matchroom boxers. They uh, get these promises from Eddie Hearn, and then they don't fight for three years. And you're like, oh, that's weird. So Ray Ford, shout out to Camden. Raymond Ford with the decision, unanimous decision over Jesse Magdaleno, wins the WBA Continental America's Featherweight title. It's a, it's a, it's a mouthful. So he puts himself right in the competition. Right in the competition. Right in the thick of the competition at 126, which 126 Man, uh, one of my favorite one of my favorite divisions in boxing. Um, you got a lot going on, even though the guys are on different, uh, you know, different services. But still, a good fight there. And then big upset on Showtime. This pretty much happened, I think, right before the main event. Or this happened kind of late. It was like one a.m. or maybe midnight. Brian Mendoza plus eleven hundred plus eight. I think seven, seven or eight. Beats, knocks out Sebastian Fundora, the towering inferno. I said it before, man, you can't be this tall. I mean, if you're going to be 6'6", fighting at 154, I don't know. I, that just doesn't seem like it's going to work. That tall man defense that we always talk about in the UFC, it's, it's a thing. Like, it, it seriously is a thing, and especially when you get hit hard, the way you fall, man. I mean, this dude got – I don't. did you see the knockout? No. I, I don't think you I said it You might have sent it to, it to I, me. I'm not sure if that was – I might have. I might also not have because there's a lot going on in my small brain. But Sebastian Fundora ate a big, big right hook, counter right hook with his hands down, and he fr- he dude he just froze. It was like a it was like a video game. He just stood up and was just frozen. And then Brian Mendoza said, "Oh, you're still here!" Boom! I hit him with a left hook that set up uh, the big right, knocked him down, and uh, Mister Fundora was on his butt, looking at the ref like, "What's going on? What's your name? How are you doing today?" Uh, he didn't. He didn't know what was going on at all. The ref counts are like, "Stop it!" <laughs> Why'd you stop it, sir? I didn't stop it. Oh, can oh, you? Shit! What do you mean? <laughs> Eight, nine, what? What are you counting 37, about? Thirty-seven. Yeah. Thirty-eight. Um. Yeah. He he didn't want to respond to that. Honestly, oh, that was the big. Ring. <laughs> <laughs> That'll never get old. No. Uh, as I he smacks his fucking board. head. I'm gonna start getting a drop board that I can just. <laughs> yeah, you need to. What the fuck? We would have so much stuff on there. Oh, he's at the ring. Um, Big win for Brian Mendoza. Second fight in a row with him getting an emphatic TKO as an underdog. Uh, he puts himself right in the right in the thick of things at 154, waiting for Jamel Charlo and Tim Zhu. Jamel Charlo's broken hand is not healing uh, as as it was supposed to be. It's never never good uh, when your broken hand's not healing and you're a power puncher. So uh, Brandon Lee, big prospect at 140, another fight where he just didn't look good, um, but he gets a, gets it done. And I guess we'll see what goes what goes on uh, with him in the future, but. 
not too not not a prospect I'm very high on anyway. Um, and I think that was pretty much it. Uh, there was a lot of boxing this weekend. There's gonna be a, a little bit of boxing this weekend coming up. I think I think there's one big name, and then that's really it. If I could remember, yeah, uh, yeah, nothing really going on. It's Joe Joyce and Zelai Zhang. Zelai Zhang. I don't know. Uh, pretty much nothing going on until next weekend when we got Tank Garcia. I can't wait for that one. That's gonna be awesome. Uh, and we have uh, a good UFC card coming up this weekend, which we will have a full episode breaking that down. Uh, really nice card from top to bottom. I mean, there's 14 fights on this card from Kansas City. We will have a full card this weekend. I think we're going to introduce parlays this upcoming week. Fuck uh, yeah. I think we're so Only we'll thing I ever win. Give, yeah, exactly. Literally, that's what I was just thinking. I was like, why don't we do that? Because when I bet them off like by myself, I, I cook. So I'm like, why not just add <laughs> add that into the uh, to the fold? It'll take a little bit more math, but why not? Why, why don't we do it? Let's just. Have I hit some one this weekend that I didn't even know about. I had, I had Rob Font on there, and I, I look at my thing, and I'm like two two fifty. I'm like, what did I even what What did I even do? And then I saw it. I'm like, oh, I don't even really remember placing that. But <laughs> on fight night, that's what happens. And um, yeah, honestly, this is a pretty good car. I Chris Gutierrez, Pedro Munoz, whoo, turn me Clay Guida, baby. Oh, uh, there's gonna be some great cards, and we will be back Thursday or Friday. To discuss, uh, we'll have to we'll pin a day down, but it depends. We you know we, we work here, ladies and gentlemen. We got a lot going on. We got stuff we got to do. We we fit it in. We make sure you guys get your content going into the weekend, and we will be back later on this week. We will have a full full breakdown of the card coming up this week. So thank you for listening. This is the Hot Take Hot Box Roller Strikes MMA Podcast. Peace.